Man, we are wrapping up our sermon, uh, our sermon series, Memory Verses. Um, you know, I didn't even introduce my name, but my name is Creed, one of the pastors here. And if we haven't met yet, I'd love to meet you. Um, but if you're new here as well and you're joining us online, welcome. We're so glad that you are here. And uh, this, this week, we're just wrapping up our sermon series, and we are on Romans 8. 38 to 39, and man, I hope and we hope that this, um, that these past few weeks uh, was, uh, was encouraging, and hopefully that inspired you to continue to memorize uh, God's words. You know, I'm reminded in Psalm uh, 119, verse 11, that I have hidden your words that I might not sin. I have hidden your words, God, that I might not sin. And we need God's word for nourishment and to fight off the enemy. Well, something incredible happened uh, this week. After 49 years and 64 millions abortions, on June 24th, 2022, man, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Church, that is good news for the Christian community. That's good news. Many lives will be saved, but there is still more work to be done. You know, I think about a woman that has been victimized or violated and becomes pregnant. That's, it, it's an evil act that will continue to happen because we live in this fallen world, right? because the enemy is still here. But I want us to encourage us that it's not over yet. We still have a life to live. And for us, I want to encourage you to be in prayer. Be in prayer and to love on those that are still processing this, right? It's not a, it's not a, a battle that for us that to continue to dwell on, but for us to continue to be in prayer for everyone and to love everyone. You know, one of my favorite movies growing up is um, Forrest Gump. Mama always said life was like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. That's a terrible, terrible accent, right? But Forrest was special. He's a good guy. He's quiet. He's obedient. He's kind. He's friendly, respectful, courageous, strong will, a protector, a soldier, an influencer, an entrepreneur, a husband, and a father. And throughout his entire life, he was bullied, Right? And through that, Forrest became a runner. As a young boy, Forrest had braces on his legs to support his upper body because his spine was crooked. There's a scene when he was a young boy walking home with Jenny, his, his crush, and some kids from the neighborhood you know, caught up with him and started throwing rocks at him. Forrest, being the good guy, stood there and took the hits. And then you hear Jenny screaming, run, Forrest, run, 
right? Run, Forrest, run. Forrest gets up from the ground and he starts running. At this point, he's trying to run with his braces on and he attempts to run and these kids chase after him with their bikes. And so now Forrest is like trying hard to run as fast as he can. And then the unexpected happened. His legs were so strong that the braces started to break. And then at that moment, he realized that he could run, and he took off. His life changed at that moment. Running became his gift, and it led him to play college football with Alabama, led him to be an influencer led him to a medal of honor, and it led him to be an entrepreneur. Have you faced pressure from people? Have you faced pressure from people? There is a farmer in Nebraska whose mule fell into a dry well. The farmer saw no other way to get his mule out, so he decided to fill his truck with dirt and buried his mule. He dumps the first load of dirt in, and something incredible happened. The mule said, not today, saying, okay, I'm just, he doesn't speak, the mule doesn't speak, I'm just interpreting it. But the mule did not just lie on the ground. He started kicking and snorting. The farmer dumped more dirt, and the mule kicked more. He kept shaking it off and stepping on top of the dirt. When the dirt finally reached the top, the mule just walked away. A bit dirtier, but much wiser. Have you ever felt the weight of the world thrown at you? Have you ever felt the weight of the world thrown at you. A few weeks ago, uh, I watched the movie Rocky. You know, the film depicted Rocky as an up-and-coming boxer, if you haven't seen it. During his championship fight with Apollo Creed, it was evident that Apollo was the faster, stronger, and more skilled boxer. But the unexpected happened. Rocky had heart, grit, endurance, and turned the fight around. Though Rocky was nearly knocked down multiple times, he was never knocked out. Have you ever been knocked down? Have you ever been knocked down? Peter, one of, his, uh, one of Jesus' disciples, was arrogant, was boastful, right? and, and in his enthusiasm, tended to bite off more than he can chew. Do you remember when uh, Jesus made predictions about what the disciples would do when they captured him? Peter was quick to say that he would never leave Jesus But Jesus tells Peter, tonight before the rooster crow, you will disown me three times. Peter denies and tells Jesus, 
I will never disown you, Jesus, like even if I have to die. When Jesus was captured, the disciples dispersed into the crowd. People confronted Peter and said, hey, aren't you one of his? Peter denies it. The people confronted Peter again and said, I've seen you with Jesus. Peter denies it again. The people confronted Peter again and said, you are part of his group, man. I know I've seen you with him. And Peter denies it again for the third time. Jesus, beaten and bruised. Can you imagine, right? Look straight at Peter. And I'm sure Peter made eye contact with Jesus because he remembered Jesus' words that night. Have you ever made promises that you couldn't keep? Have you ever made promises that you couldn't keep? This morning, we'll look at a popular passage. But more importantly, it is God's assurance to believers, right? This is God's assurance to believers. Now, I know that our memory verses is from 38 and 39. I'm not asking you to do this other one, but I want to take us to verse 35 and read from there. It says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the question for us this morning comes directly from this passage. Who or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Here's the good news. There's nothing. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. I'm going to say that again. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. There are four points that I want to draw from this passage here. And Paul gives us several categories of things that are, um, that are unable to separate us. So point number one is this. Jesus' love is not broken by emotional factors. Look at verse 35. <clears throat> we see two words, trouble and hardship. The word trouble means inner pressure, right? When we're in trouble, what happens? we start to internalize things. 
Whether we caused it or not, we internalize things. These troubling thoughts can lead to depression, discouragement, anger, or bitterness. These inner feelings and pain can make us wonder, does God love me? Now, I want you to know that there is stuff in your heart that you do not know about yet. Cree, what do you mean? Have you ever lashed out at your kids or someone and then immediately say, man, where did that come from? Like, that's, that's not me. But it is you. You see, when we don't address our depression, our discouragement, the anger or the bitterness, right, we shove it down the lower basement of our heart. And then anything from the outside can trigger these emotions to explode. Which brings us to the second word Paul uses, hardship, which means the outer pressure. Right, it's a word used to describe being caught between a rock or in a situation. Maybe right now, some of you are feeling that pressure, that inner and outer pressure. Are you getting pressure from your family? Are you getting pressure from your friends, your school, your job? What about financial pressures? Is there pressure there? Here's the good news. The Bible tells us that even the worst pressure that causes you emotional pain cannot separate you from God's love. Paul uses another category, and this is point number two. Jesus' love is not broken by physical factors. Look at verse 35 again. We see five physical factors. Persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, and the sword. Christians back then were put to the sword, right? Put to death by the sword. And Paul is telling us that even that, that none of all of those physical threats can separate us from God's love. You know, reminded of Joseph. You know, in Genesis, the book of Genesis tells us that Joseph was thrown into a pit by his brothers. And he was sold uh, to slave traders. Joseph knows that at that moment, his, that point in life, his life was about to change. He was going to have a life of absolute misery ahead of him. And so he prays to God to get him out of this situation. But there's silence. Nothing, nothing from God. He is then sold into slavery and lives miserably for many years. But if you know the story of Joseph, if if he hadn't gone through slavery and lived a miserable life, Not only would thousands of people 
would have been saved through famine, but that his own family would have been destroyed by their sin. You see, God was actively working everything together for good in Joseph's life. And this holds true to us today, right now. This is what Paul is saying, that no matter how much bad stuff is going on inside of you or around you, you can have the insurance that God absolutely loves you. We must remember that the physical factors will not separate us from God's love. Look at what Paul says in verse 36. He reminds us that we are like sheep. Quoting Psalm 44, he says, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. You know, as a Christian, there will be suffering because it's natural. We cannot escape the present suffering. It's expected whether you are a Christian or not. We face death all day long. But look at what verse 37 says. In all things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through all the emotional and physical factors, we are more than conquerors. The word conquerors in Greek is hupir nekao, which means super victors. If you're a Nike fan, nekao is the word for Nike, right, which means victory, right? When you see Tiger Wood does the, uh, that's like victory. And so we are super conquerors. You know, for the, for the past two years, we faced a global pandemic. COVID did a lot of damage. We've lost a lot of people. Small businesses were closed. Thousands of people have lost their job. Small churches had to be closed. Churches lost a lot of members. Churches were restricted to worship. But guess what? We're still here. We are super conquerors through him who loved us. You see, the enemy can't hold us down because God is for us. Paul tells us that in Romans. That if he is for us, who can be against us? So we looked at emotional and physical, and here is point number three. Jesus' love is not broken by earthly factors. Look at verse 38 and 39. Paul states six factors. Neither death nor life, present or future, height nor depth. These six factors. Man, death is so sure and final and no one can escape. And if we're honest, 
Many of us fear death. For some, it's scary to know what lies on the other side. But as a believer, right, we believe and we know that death ushers us into the presence of God. There's a man who was uh, having his tombstone prepared. He says, I don't want you to uh, put the date of, of when, I, you know, when I was born or the date that when I was, you know, or the date that I died. Instead, I want you to have my name, and then I want you to put the date born again, and then I want you to put on the other date to be transferred to heaven. I like that. I might steal that from him. Born again, transferred to heaven. The Bible tells us that to die is to gain. And so death cannot separate you. Death cannot separate you. This life that we live in and all the emotional and physical factors that we deal with daily cannot separate you. The present or future or the height or depth cannot separate you from God's love. So you think about the highest pinnacle on earth and the deepest part of the ocean, even that cannot separate you. No earthly factor can. Nothing we experience in our time on earth can separate us from the absolute love of God. Paul gives one more category, and this is point four. Jesus' love is not broken by spiritual factors. Look at verse 38 and 39 again. He gives us four spiritual factors. Angels, nor demons, powers, and anything else in all creation. There is a spiritual battle going on right now, whether we see it or not. And maybe some of you are going through it right now. And if we're not aware, we can easily slip into the enemy's hand. You know, being married to my bride, Shang, for 13 years, we don't argue much. But when we do, it can be intense. But when we get into this space, usually one of us has to remind the other person that we're not the enemy. Here's the secret to letting the enemy, or here's the secret to not let the enemy win. You nip it right away in Jesus' name. You call it for what it is. The enemy is clever. And he knows our weakness. He knows what buttons to push, and he wants us to argue and divide. Why? See, it's easier to fall into sin when you're alone. It's important to nip it right away and not let it linger. You see, the enemy doesn't have power over us unless 
we give him the ability to do so. The enemy doesn't have power over us unless we give him the ability to do so. You see, we have this big target on our backs because of our faith in Jesus. And Satan doesn't like that. He will tempt us to disobey God. And if that doesn't work, he will direct our attention to doing good deeds. And if we're not careful, doing good deeds could become our idol. And that takes away our time and attention from God. Satan and his dominions will do whatever they can to keep us from inheriting the salvation God has promised us through Jesus. The war has already been won through the blood of Jesus. We might lose little battles here and there, but take heart. That's the process of sanctification in losing these little battles. The process of sanctification, which means that we are being formed and changed every day to be more like Jesus. There will be seasons where God will prune us through our trials. God promises us that he will take all things and make it good for those who love him. So there's nothing on earth nor any spiritual factors that can separate us from God's love. God's eternal love is inescapable. His eternal love is inescapable. So why is Paul so convinced that there is Nothing that can separate us from God's love. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Paul could not have written our passage if he hadn't experienced it for himself. And so he reminds us and gives us the assurance that God's love cannot and will not escape from us. And that is good news, church. As, as I conclude here, 
Forrest was bullied, beaten, bruised, but he kept going. No matter how much weight was dumped on the mule, he kept kicking. As much beating that Rocky took, he was never knocked out. Joseph was sold as an enslaved person and lived a miserable life. But God used those experiences for his good. Joseph became Pharaoh's right-hand man. All right, talking about a slave to being someone's, the number two person. Joseph saved thousands of people, thousands of lives from famine, including his family. See, God loves us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to be sacrificed for us. Jesus took the weight of sin that was meant for us. He took the beating, the abuse, the mocking, the suffering, the nails, the stabbing, all for us. If you want to know what love looks like, look to Jesus. He laid down his life for you and for me. And if you believe that Jesus died for you, you can be assured that there is nothing, nothing that can separate you from God's love in Jesus. Let's pray.